Hi, you're listening to an open dialogue. I'm Violet Howe. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm Todger Cantwell. Are you sure? Um, yes. What what my my laughter was because when you said hi, I was about to go hi. How are you? <laughs> it's, it's it's a Friday and and I don't I don't know. I'm just a little I'm just a little less than with it. We we celebrated a birthday yesterday and I have birthday hangover. Not my birthday. So okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what it is. But I was literally like my mouth was opening to go hi. How are you? <laughs> It's the response. Okay. Yes. And it w- and it won't be Friday when this plays. Well, it's Friday somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere, and it's Friday somewhere. It's always. I think that there. You know. Do you do you subscribe to the theory of multi multiple universes existing? Sure. Okay. All right. So it's there's got to be a universe where every day is Friday. Yes. I've decided that. And if there's I've not, there should up. be. If there's not, there should be. Absolutely. Well, Definitely. they say that for anything we can imagine, there exists a universe where that is the truth. So there is a universe where every day is Friday. I don't know. Oh. Friday might take on like a, a different, like you might, you might not be enjoyable. Maybe we need the other six days to make Friday enjoyable. I think so. I you know, know, I mean, I've, I've read about a lot about how like we need darkness in order to appreciate yes. light. We need That's sadness true. in order to appreciate happiness. So we might need true. Monday in order for Friday to have meaning. That, that's some deep thing. We should make that like a quotation that we were like, without any Mondays, Friday would not be as bright. Yeah, would we thank God it's Friday if there wasn't Monday? That's true. There you go. We, we could have a whole thing. We should do this and like post them every Friday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is, you know, we, should, we could change Monday's image just simply by pointing out that Friday without Monday is really not yeah. that special. I think we've just started a revolution. I'm yeah. not sure. What do you think? Okay. But that's a whole nother podcast topic. That's a whole topic. other podcast. It is. This and that's is not what we're talking about today. Well, it, it kind of is. And I'll, and I'll explain why as we oh. go on. But go ahead. Introduce I can, your No, I can't wait I to know. hear this segue. <laughs> introduce our topic <laughs> and then I will. And then I will explain. Um, well, today we are talking about libraries. Yes. Something that uh, book lovers everywhere uh, are... I love and adore and if they don't they should and we'll tell you why yeah. but um yeah we thought we would talk about libraries libraries sometimes get um, a bad rap and I think that sometimes people kind of forget what an awesome resource a library can be for a community and so we wanted to shine a little light on libraries well, and, and talk yeah. about how awesome they are I, my, my immediate reaction to you is who is giving libraries a bad rap because I have no idea about this um but I'm thinking of that there are certain aspects of libraries that, as my son says, have become kind of a meme. Yeah. Which I think, you know, um, and, and I'm thinking like um, uh, in Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, you know, when they go into the library and you have the stereotypical old maid librarian and she's shushing everybody and, you know. Actually, she's the ghost. Is the old maid librarian? She's the ghost. She is that the is ghost, that is still. kind of a stereotype right? of like yeah. the hawkish spinster yeah. librarian yeah. who is you know yelling at everyone and and checking to make sure that you your book's not overdue or right. whatever. Right. Um, um, yeah. And and my Friday. Here's my Friday segue. It is that um, when I was growing up, um, Fridays were our library days. So that would be the day that we would go. And that only made Friday better for me. I loved, loved, loved any time that 
that I could go spend I either in our school library or our town library and that was a Friday day. Also, one of my favorite book series, which most people have not read as a child, is the All of a Kind Family series. And every Friday, the girls in All of a Kind Family went to the library and they were each uh, allowed to check out one book. Very and cool. And so there is my Friday connection to libraries. You didn't think I could do it, did you? you I you, did. You I, I had it. faith in you. Oh, really? No, okay. I had faith in you. Okay. So why, what, what, why do libraries have a special meaning to you, Violet Howe? Um, I think because they're, they're full of books. Yeah. No, I just, I love the energy in a library. Like when you go in, there's, uh, there's almost, um, like a, a reverence, I guess you would say mm -hmm. for the books and for reading and for knowledge. And like, you know, it's, it's still one of the few places that we go. That's kind of like hushed tones like yes. we we talked when we talked about funerals um a few weeks back we talked about that like you know funerals used to be a quiet place and now it's like a picnic or whatever yes. like i feel like um you know hospitals used to be a quiet place that's not so much anymore like libraries are one of the few places that we still kind of speak in hushed tones and have respect for others around us and their experience and and kind of like um you know, have a, have a reverence for, for the art of, of reading and focusing and kind of escaping to someplace else. Now, that having been said, libraries are also a wonderful place for like children's afternoons and mm -hmm. story times and play times and things like that. So there are times and occasions when a library may not be quiet. Um, we had, um, you know, we had different things that would happen at our little community library, like they would do, you know, puppet shows or they would do some type of, of reading or acting out of the books or story time, things like that. And I think those are those are so crucial, you know, yes. to, to kind of instill that love of reading and, and to illustrate to children in the community how you can escape into stories. Definitely. They're kind of libraries are kind of a church for books. Yeah. You know, it's kind yeah. of the, the temple of, of the book um, oh which would make the librarians like the keepers of the that's temple right that's right yeah. it's speaking have you ever seen the show the librarians with I uh, noah noah carter no was that it noah carter yeah i think from er yeah yeah, yeah. okay um yeah it's really good it, it's 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 a really good show it's it's now off the air i believe um but uh Noah Wiley, that's his name. Noah, Noah Wiley. Wiley. Yeah, I was like, his name on his ER name was, was Carter. It was John Carter. Yes. Yeah. So I was going to say, where did that come from? But yes. Well, but and it was funny because as you were saying it, I was like, that doesn't no, sound that's right. But right, then again, it does yeah. sound right. So yes, that's yeah. why, because Noah and Carter. That's were both right. I, I, I mashed. Yeah. I mashed up his real person and his fictional character. Anyway, it's a really good book, and the uh, it's a really good show, and the idea is kind of this thing that they are the li librarians with a capital L. And they are the keepers of this huge repository of knowledge that is in New York. And they go on adventures. And it, it really kind of turns the whole image of a librarian as a staid, you know, um, nerd kind of. Right. On its head. Because they are the ones who are having the grand adventures in order to protect this knowledge. So Well, they are. I mean, they are the keepers of yeah, the knowledge. Like exactly. the library, I mean, the... the um, the vast knowledge that they have of books and of topics and of references and of resources, like they are the keepers of the knowledge. Um, they could, you know, send you in the right direction. And well, on your, I know one of your favorite shows is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And that isn't is the true. library like the central hub of information it there? It is. And Giles. Yeah. Giles yeah. Is, is Buffy's um, watcher and he yeah. poses as the high school librarian um, 
in order to stay in her life and be present and have a reason to be in Sunnydale. And yes, it, the, the joke, it, it kind of becomes a, kind of a, a farce by the end of the um, fourth, no, third season, second season, third season, I don't know, one of those seasons, um, when Buffy is graduating, because uh, I, I think it's in that episode or one that somebody comes in to the library and asks for a book and they all kind of look at them like, what's wrong with you? Why are you here? And then right. they're like, well, isn't it the school <laughs> library? And they're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, so it is. But it's become their, their Scooby, where, th right. where they go, their right, Scooby like their Central. Hub. Yes, yeah. um, I will say that that that's library, that school library is like none I ever knew. Um, they have a cage in there, which is handy for Giles because they keep weapons in it, but I never knew of a cage in, in any of my library experiences. How about you? Well, when you I taught, um, our middle school library had a cage, but it was for all the AV equipment that needed to be locked oh, up. Well, see, that, that makes <laughs> sense. That, that maybe that's why that's, maybe that's why the cage was there. You didn't have any weapons in yours? No, not oh, that I know no. of, but now I wasn't a librarian. Well. And they actually didn't call it a librarian. When I, when I taught, they had changed the name of the library yes. to the media center the media to make center, it yes. like more yes. versatile. And yep. so they were media center specialists yes. or media specialists. But yes. I like librarian. I like do I think too. there's just a, there is a, a, um, a little a bit cachet. of pomp and circumstance that goes with that title, yes. I think, of there being a librarian. I actually have a, I actually have a, a book plan where my, my heroine um, is in a library. She's a librarian, assistant librarian, actually. And um, it's something that in the beginning, the hero kind of like pokes fun at a little bit, but mm -hmm. then, you know, the, the, the vast range of her knowledge on so many different topics ends up impressing him. And she has that range of knowledge due to being in a library exactly. and being exposed to so many different topics. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, for me, libraries were always the place where I could go when we moved to a new community. I, that was one of my first priorities was find the library seek out you know what they offered and and spend time there um i i don't think we did that in hawaii i don't know why but i don't remember a library so much in hawaii but i know when we moved to wisconsin um i had two small children and one of the first things we did was we found the library in waukesha and it was awesome it was like this three-story behemoth of a library and i just loved it. it was it was the place where we went, my kids had story time for the first time. Um, we would uh, check out all the Reading Rainbow books. Devin was like three, four, five while we were there. And so she still has happy memories of that that was her first you know, library. And when I was growing up, our library in Pittman, um, my grandmother, all during the summer, my grandmother every Friday would take us and we would go to, I don't know what, the younger kids must have gone to story time. I was too old by then. Um, and I would get to choose a certain number of books. There was, I was always limited because I would have taken out like, you know, 15. Um, I, I saw a meme yeah. last week that, that there was a mother and a daughter in the, you know, in the library. And it's something to the effect of the mom is saying like, there's no way you need all of those yeah. books. You know, we'll be back next week or whatever. And mm -hmm. she's like, you never know what can happen over the next week. So well, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's true. You always you have to have your know. emergency books. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm a huge um, fan. I was in middle school. I was, uh, that was my volunteer role. I worked in the library and I was a library aide. And, you know, I just love the order and the quiet and the, you know, everything made sense in the library. 
The Dewey Decimal System. I even love the Dewey Decimal System. Well, the fact that, that there is a system for right. organizing, I, know. I mean, that's, that's kind of admirable in this <gasps> world of chaos that we have. It the is. fact that there is a system where you can put your hand at once. Like, I'm looking at my desk now with its, like, piles of, of paper and notes and post-it notes and spiral notebooks that are never ending with my little scribbled list and notes in them. And the fact that when you walk in a library, they can tell you at a moment's notice, like, this is where that is, right. exactly I where know. that is, I is know. pretty impressive. I mean, go into a Barnes & Noble. I'm not dissing Barnes & Nobles. Please, no, I love Barnes & Nobles. But having just recently gone into one and asked a question uh, for my son, I, I can tell you that it's not the same. But, yes, librarians know everything. Do you know what I miss, though? I miss card catalogs. I yeah. love the flipping. Are, are there's a certain generation who will never know the joy of flipping, flip, 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 looking for your book, and then the joy when you see that they have it. You're like, <gasps> it's here, and you had yeah. no idea. Was it checked out? Was it not? You didn't know. It didn't say it in the card catalog. Now these, you know, now it's all on computer. So you go in, you type it in. It says, oh, checked out, and it will be returned on thus and such a date. Well, the card catalog didn't tell you that. You had to then go on the adventure of finding the book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And hoping it was there. Which yeah. which actually brings us to, like, one of the key purposes for um, libraries. I, I think when everybody thinks of library, they immediately think of, like, books and checking mm -hmm. out books. But libraries are an incredible uh, reference yes. resource. And so I can remember, um, you know, especially in college, obviously, because you're looking at papers and things like that. But if you want to look up, you know, old newspapers or you want to, you know, right. look up accounts of things. Like I can remember in college being um, like going like, remember microfiche? I was just and going to, to go say, do and, you like, remember microfiche? Yeah. And you had to move it around. It would make yeah, you kind of find feel it seasick. And like zoom in, yep. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Microfiche. I don't the know, first with, the, with the advent of, uh, with the internet, and we can kind of like look up everything on our own from our own home now, like mm -hmm. do you think libraries are still as, as, as key for being resource, like reference? Definitely, definitely, because first of all, I don't think that they have put everything, I, I, there's got to be some libraries where they have not yet put everything that was on microfiche online. I yeah. just, I just, there, there just wouldn't be the resources at some small town ones. Um, so yes, I do think that, that there are, and I've been amazed now and again, uh, when I have tried to look up information that it's not there, but I know that if I went to a library that I would, I would be able to find it. Um, obituaries, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, genea genealogy things. Um, right. Yeah. Because... Yeah, it's and and I will say that I I had some of my most magical adventures. I would say even from libraries. Just I, I can tell you where certain books were located that that were life changing to me. Yeah, so I I'm I'm a big uh, a big believer in still using libraries as reference. Did you ever have uh, irritation or resentment about the fact that you could not remove reference material? No. Oh, oh, like take it out, like yeah. check it out and take yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, probably at some point, I mean, I understand it on a level of if I checked it out and lost it or didn't bring it back on time, then somebody else is waiting for it. So I understand that. But yeah, um, but yeah probably at some point. I, I can remember thinking to myself, who else is going to read this? And I really would like to take it home and, you know, not be sitting here and reading it.
I got locked in the library once in college. Our college library. Yeah, my friend and I were were researching a paper, and we were we were kind of on one of the upper floors. Our library had like three floors, Mm -hmm. and we were on one of the upper floors in like a quiet area. And all of a sudden, the lights went out, (laughs) and we, you know, looked at our watches and realized what was happening, and that it was closing time. And so we very quickly gather our things, put back the reference materials of that course. we're using yeah. and like, you know, take off down the stairs and we get to the bottom and there is no one there. It is completely dark mm. and the, the doors are locked. And, you know, if we could do a podcast sometime on where would we like to be locked into, yeah. the library wouldn't be it like, because it's dark. So you can't, you, it, there's only so much reading you can do. This was before we all had cell phones. I was going to say, why didn't you just turn the flashlight on your cell phone? No, because okay, we didn't gotcha. have cell phones. Okay. Then we could have just called somebody to get us out. Yeah. But, um, this was before that, so just for just for future reference, I'd well, rather be wa- locked into like a Walmart or something where I could eat and sleep <laughs> and have you know toothpaste and <laughs> everything. But anyway, um, so yeah, we ended up having to like just stand there on the. We just banged on the glass doors. Anytime we saw anybody walk past the library, we just started banging on the glass doors until we finally got someone who cared enough to walk up the steps and say, "What you know? What are you doing?" <laughs> and we're like, "Get security! We need to get out." So, and you, anyway. could, you couldn't use the phone that was in there to call anybody? I know what. I don't think we thought of that. Yeah. Okay. That, that would have been my first thought. I don't think that occurred um, to us. Uh, that, but that's how the rumor got started that the library was haunted at your college. Because yeah, probably so. <laughs> probably we, so. Oh, it's the story about these people who got locked in there. They ended up dying in the library. And now every <laughs> night you hear them pounding, let us out, let us out. <laughs> there you go. There's your, there's your October book. Speaking well, of which, have you ever set a book in a library? Or have, have like certain things happen? Have you ever done anything? I have not. Like I definitely on um, the one that I'm working on right. where Lauren is a librarian. Like right. I'm kind of playing around with what I can do with book references and with, you know, uh, different resources that she would be able to use from the library to kind of solve the mystery that's going on in that book. But gotcha. no, I haven't. Have you? Yeah, well, I have not set books there, but I have definitely had um, – uh, scenes happen there in my Love in a Small Town series. One of the perpetual side characters, she's mother to uh, to two of my main characters, and she is a good friend to another main character. And she is a librarian, and she kind of becomes the central figure of comfort and motherhood in the books because people know they can go there. And at one point, there is a character who is very. Um, she's just moved to the town. She didn't know anybody. And this librarian became her first friend because that was where she went was the library. Yeah. Um, and she went there when she was very upset and the librarian gave her good advice and, and was, you know, uh, was very comforting. Now, in under my Tessa pen name, um, one, two characters had an entirely different experience in their college library. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess it was a little more risque and they weren't it necessarily was. wanting to be let out right away. Yeah, no, no. They, they didn't get locked in, but they were on, a, on an upper floor. And yeah, so yeah, so that was... Um, doing a whole different kind of research. Doing a whole different... I think that was Night Moose. That was, okay. That was, so if anybody wants to look that up, you can look well, that up. moving right along. Moving right along. <laughs> you yes. had touched on, um, in a couple of different ways, you touched on what I think is one of the most important uh, reasons for libraries. Um and obviously, you know, 
you you talked about like playtime you talked about story mm -hmm. time you right. talked about going to the libraries on friday but you also talked about you know your character went there whenever mm -hmm. she first came to the town you talked about right. your family going to libraries i think a library is a, is a huge community yes. resource um libraries usually have events they may have speakers they may have readers they may have you know things like um you know, a, a, a Star Wars event or, mm -hmm. or events around the opening of a book or, or right. you know, events that, or things that are happening in the community. But there are also a lot of libraries offer classes, different mm -hmm. classes on things. Like we've gone to a library for a class on time management. Don't even ask how that's worked out. <laughs> um, but like, you know, different, they offer classes. Like a lot of yes. them have like a community room mm -hmm. where there's classes or there's lectures or there's speeches. Um, like I know I've, I've been to, um, in trying to research things for uh, Sloan in my Cedar Creek mystery series where, um, you know, she talks with ghosts and ends up having to kind of deal with ghosts in each of her mysteries. Mm. I went to a ghost society meeting oh, at a yeah. library where they research, you know, the paranormal and kind of investigate the paranormal. And I also went to... Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the other one, but they're a, a paranormal investigation team and they meet at the library. So a lot mm. of clubs use library community space for their meetings and that's a way for people to, you know, connect and, and interact with each other. Mm. Um, also, a lot of times, nowadays, libraries will have like a computer station, you yes. know, a computer center where you can go in if you need to download things or you need to print things or you need to work on assignments or you need to access the internet if you don't have that at home or you don't have the equipment at home. Libraries provide that for the community. And they also provide a lot of times like if there's a government program that you need to sign up for or there's an employment program you need to sign up for libraries often are like points of contact for things like that that the yeah. librarian or somebody on the library staff is trained to help people sign up for those programs so libraries are actually a wonderful resource for the community as kind of like a a central hub again a yeah. hub for knowledge but that central hub for people to be able to connect and interact and and pursue hobbies and learning and education and uh you know helpful programs definitely yeah um and and for people who uh, and and this is hard to believe sometimes in this day and age but it's true for people who don't have access to internet on a regular basis right. and or to a computer or to a computer those the libraries are key for that um the uh, the homeless community who really needs certain services and would not maybe have the ability to do it. I know that, that in Orlando uh, in particular, um, we both know the, the one of the librarians at the Orange County Public Library in Orlando, and she has been just, uh, you know, a, a, a wonderful person in helping to set up author events and so forth at various library uh, branches and as when I've had the opportunity to go and speak as I have several times at the library there I've been really interested in how many uh, people will say well I don't have a home now but I come to the library to go to this class I come to the library to you know fill out this form I needed I do this so it's it is an amazing um, resource it, it absolutely is um, I'm and and I'm I'm very excited for me speaking of the story times and the community aspect, that my granddaughter is already doing story time. Um, no, yeah, Devin takes so you've her. already started that tradition? She does, and she loves it. We were talking about it this week, that she has, it, it gives her the opportunity to, uh, you know, interact and, and kind of 
get it, and it gives her mom the opportunity to get out of the house and, and see other people and and do things. So um, yeah, I'm, I I think that it's a uh, a tremendous resource for me personally too. Um, I was very excited. As I said, my hometown library is a very special place to me. I love it. When we were back recently, I said to the kids, "Oh, we just have to pop in and and um, and just look around." Um, a couple years ago, the head librarian reached out to me there and said, if you're going to be in town anytime, we would love to do an author event with you as the, you know, the, the signer. And so I was able to get a ton of different people who live in the area, um, even, you know, in Pennsylvania, come over and we did a signing there. Um, and it was fun and it was free for the, for everybody. And they, the library was so excited about it and um, you know we did some readings and it was great and and what better thing is there as an author to go back to your library and be an author there do you know what I mean after after all the years of finding so much inspiration there it was which brings us to what might be the most important aspect of a library and that is connecting readers with stories yes um i think that that libraries are huge uh, proponents of reading and of education and and i know i've attended several author events at libraries i know you mentioned mm -hmm. the um orange county library system their downtown branch on central avenue has some wonderful author programs and they have yep. book fairs and they have um, author education events and, and a lot of ways for readers to connect with authors and for authors to connect with other authors um, so a big shout out to Orange County Library System, especially the Central Avenue branch downtown for what they do with that. Um, Lorelei's Lit Lair, which began as a book club here in town, they work with the Orange County Library System and do yep. a lot of author events. Um, this month in September, they did the Romance Wine and Chocolate event, which brings in every year. Lorelei does that event and brings in authors uh, to meet with readers and do a book signing. And, and she also does other events throughout the year with books. So the library is a great place to connect with new authors, to connect with other readers, and to find books, you know, to find books that you love. They usually will have the latest books. They'll usually have um, books that are well-loved favorites or older books, but they also, like if you check out a library, they do amazing, these librarians do amazing displays where they'll pull mm -hmm. together books of a certain theme or books of a certain topic or books that are related to a current event or books that are, that are you know, relevant to, to something that's going on around us. And so um, they obviously are a great resource for connecting with books and connecting with stories and connecting with other readers and writers. Definitely, definitely. And I, I love the fact now that, um, matter of fact, I'm reading a book, right? Uh, when, when we started, I was kind of knee deep in reading this book. Um, I get, I check ebooks out yes. on my phone. And a lot of people Libby. don't realize you can do that. Yeah, like yeah. you don't even have to go to the library. No. Like a lot of these libraries, you sign up for their program, you get in their system and and you can check out ebooks which for yeah. us as authors is wonderful because that's yes. a way for us to get our books into the hands of people who may not be able to afford to buy a ton of ebooks or download yeah. it um you know through the library system you can check it out just like you would if you went to the library and checked out a regular book yes yeah which is it's it's wonderful for me because um you know i have gotten to read books that i might not have otherwise picked up and catch up on some of my other series as I as I can so yeah very cool well and I know I've been hearing a lot about on the author kind of back side of this like I think 
for the most part, when ebooks started being available at libraries, it was very similar to having a physical copy, where if someone had that ebook checked out, you weren't able to have access to it until that person checked it back in. But I know on the author back side, I've been hearing a lot more about the, the programs that have like multiple checkouts. And rather than the library purchasing like one ebook copy to be used one at a time, um, one reading at a time, that they're able to actually purchase it for a, a much more economical price per checkout. And so multiple people could check out the book at one time. So that's kind of an exciting development for authors as well as readers that you're not limited. If it's like the latest, um, you know, Diana Gobbledon novel or the latest, you know, James Patterson novel or something that's really hot, you don't have to wait for everybody else to read it, you know, to get your turn. And, and that is true because even, you know, with eBooks, you are still waiting. I will, I'm, you know, I will put a hold on one. This one that I'm reading now is Nora Roberts and I put a hold on it and, right. and was very happy. The angel sang when it was uh, ready for me to read. But yes, that is going to be a great thing. You know, you can also check out audiobooks through the yes. library too. Yes. So, and I know my family takes a great advantage of that. And CDs great. and DVDs. CDs, Like that's DVD. something oh. not a lot of people are aware of. Like we <coughs> lost Blockbuster. Mm -hmm. So you no longer are able to go and kind of peruse the shelves and see, yeah. you know, a movie that, that tickles your fancy and bring it home and hey. put it in your DVD player. That but was, yeah. A lot of, of libraries have DVDs. They have movies you can check out. Mm -hmm. They have CDs that you can check out if you yeah. wanted to check out music that you know maybe you were interested in or you wanted to, to be able to listen to something before you make a decision if you buy it. Um, a lot of libraries have DVD and CV CD sections, which is awesome. And, and I believe, now I'm not sure this is still a thing. Somebody will have to tell me. Um, but I know that when we first moved to Florida, there was a program where you could um, download music through uh, you know like almost like a spotify thing but it was through the library right. and i think you were allowed three or five downloads per month or something like that so i would always at that point this was before this was when we still had cds we didn't really have downloadable music and i was you know like saying okay which one do i absolutely want to have this month you know right um, right but yeah it's it's amazing it's it's just this resource that I feel sorry for people who don't realize that the library is there and um, you know. Now there has been a little bit of uh, controversy yes. I guess you would say recently because a lot of the major publishers the you know the big publishers such as like Penguin Penguin Random House mm -hmm. um, or you know Macmillan etc they have decided they want to try to limit uh, ebooks in a library, uh, ebooks e and audiobooks, actually. They want to kind of like change what they're doing to where the library, rather than buying a digital copy of the book and then having that for eternity and being able to check right. it out as many times as, as people wanted, they want to kind of put uh, terms on that where they would say, okay, you're, you're buying it basically like a license to okay. use the digital material and only have that license for like, say, two years or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so then, um, rather than a library making a one-time purchase and being able to then can you know have that book in their in their in their library right. <laughs> i couldn't think of another word for it um then in they would the be system? limited there would be a certain term that they would be able to use that book and then they would have to purchase again if they wanted to do that hmm. what do you think about that um i don't know i i i don't have a problem as an author with my book being available 
on an ongoing basis. Well, I think like if they buy a physical copy of the book, then it's theirs. They right, bought exactly. it, and it's theirs, and people can check it out. So yeah. I don't understand why ebooks need to be treated yeah, differently. If they I, buy I the either. ebook copy, then that should be theirs, and people should be able to, to check it out. Right, and, and as long as they are either limiting, as, as we said before, how many people can have it checked out at once, or they're paying per checkout. Right. Um, I, I don't, again, I don't have a problem with it. I, I kind of, it, it makes me a little uneasy to hear that because I feel like it, it, it sounds greedy to me. And oh, I think so. Yeah, and I think, I think our so. libraries are, you know, struggling with funding enough as it is. I. Well, and I think one of the values of a library, because I have had an author say to me that she doesn't want her books in the library because she'd rather somebody buy it, but I think well, you're missing out yeah. on a huge audience of people to read your book who are yeah. not in a position that they're able yes. to go and buy books or not in a position where they are willing to try an author they haven't right. read before, you know, um, to, mm -hmm. to pay for those books. And so with a library, like there's a whole audience of readers, very passionate readers who are able to, to access your story through the library when they're they wouldn't get them any other way and those yeah. readers may tell their friends and family about you or they may yeah. they may go on to you know buy another book of yours if they like the first one so I think you're really missing out on something if you don't have your books in the library and I hate to see the publishers kind of manipulating that resource and 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 putting it in jeopardy of not being able to provide that for readers who aren't able to afford yeah. or who want you know to be able to check out something before they invest Absolutely. I agree. I, I'm, I'm not in favor of it then. I'm going to come out strongly and say I'm against it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, one thing that people don't realize is if you go to your library and they don't have the book you want, say you went and you wanted your latest Todger Candle title and they didn't have it, or you wanted a Violet Howe title and they didn't have it, with a lot of libraries, if you go to the librarian and request a certain book, if it is, you know, if it's in their in their budget and they're able to access that book, then they can order it for you. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I can't say that they definitely will, but yeah. it's definitely something that if there's a book you want or there's a title you want and you don't see it listed when you look at their catalog, then talk to the librarian and, and ask if it's something they could order for you. Yes, I think that that is a, a good idea. And, um, you know, it, even it... If enough people do it, they they most definitely will look into it and right. um, you know it it will at least raise awareness of your favorite and that benefits author. the reader and the author. It does. It does. Yes, so. absolutely. Well, we think that libraries are great. We think there are tons of reasons to like libraries. We encourage you, if you have not been to a library recently, check it out. Like even if you do, you know, buy your books online and you read them on your ebook, there's so many other things at the library. There's a lot of cool things happening at the library. Check out their calendar of events. Check out their schedule for classes. Check out the resources that they have there, the CDs, the DVDs, and, um, and give your local community library some love. And hug, some attention. Hug a librarian today. I'm not going to say that because <laughs> some people aren't really huggers. But all right, well, virtually, you know, like thank like your librarian. Them. Thank yes. your librarian. That's thank a great idea. Thank your librarian idea. today. That's a great idea. And show thank your community your library some That's love. Right. And That's we right. love our libraries, especially our Orange County library system. Yes, so. and and I live in Seminole County, so I'm going to say my Seminole County library system, who have also been awesome, and we love them. All so right. There we go.
All right. If you would like to uh, check out our books, our books are both <laughs> available in the library systems. We have yes. our books made available to the library systems. Um, I think we both have titles in the Orange County Library System that you can check. Are yours in Seminole County as well? Mine are in both. Yeah. Okay, good. Look at mm -hmm. you go. Um, for those of you who are in Seminole County, please go and request that my books be in the Seminole <laughs> County Library. <laughs> but, um, but seriously, check out your library. Um, if you want to check out our titles or you want to learn more about us, we both have websites, todrickhandle.com and violethow.com. And would you like to tell them where they can find us on social media? Uh, they can find us on Facebook. We each have Facebook pages and um, Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and all those other things. And yeah, I'll caution you that I do nothing on Pinterest. I'm <laughs> on there and I have like the day I set it up, I put stuff on it and that's pretty much it. All right. So. Well, then we are all both on <laughs> Facebook. We both have Facebook pages. We have Twitter and we have Instagram. So yes. you are welcome to come check those out. And yes. uh, you can also find us on the Open Dialogue Facebook page. Yes, if you'd like to check, if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to see what other amazing topics we have discussed, you can look, scroll back through that page and see um, the other topics that we've posted. Or you could just subscribe to an open dialogue on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, on that other one. What's that other one? Um, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Um you know what? Go to our Open Dialogue Facebook yeah. page and you'll see it. That's really bad that we don't know what it is. But yeah. thanks for joining us. Thank um, you thanks so for being much. here. We appreciate you. And go check out your library. Sounds good. Have a wonderful right. week. Bye bye. Bye bye.